Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Dungeons and Junkies presents Autorvia, Tales of the Underworld, Episode 2. Hello everyone, I'm Alex, and welcome back to Dungeons & Junkies. As I'm doing the introduction, it means I'm DMing and we're back in Autorvia, Tales of the Underworld. I almost said Tales of Autorvia, but that is a story that's already been recorded and is off, and you can listen to all the episodes by now. But anyway, let's get back into the recap for what happened last time. So last time, we had learned that a year had passed since the crew saved Autorvia from Vantress and sealed away the evil half-god Avius. In that year, everyone went off to do their own thing. Eli disappeared from the people. Picasso became the voice of his people. Ram became the voice of her people as she became a governor over a new atlas and Reed became a married man and a father running a small bakery from his old ship after some time apart Ran and Reed reunited with their old crew had a drink and caught up when everything started to go odd everyone disappeared and Reed and Ran found themselves somewhere that didn't quite feel like home. Moments later, they were teleported away, back to the realm of Barbos, where Edward Dagon met up with them, giving them a new job, as his future plans were with moments within reach, but he just needs some extra steps solved and a couple more demons dead. To do this, he sent Reed and Ran to collect a lie, as they found out she had passed on from the living at some point. They found themselves in the underworld. God of the underworld, Ashen Cosmos, sent them on their way to find a lie, sent them from the beautiful flowered gardens of Photos to the hellish underworld of Skotos, where Eli had chosen to go. Through their travelling of this scorched underworld, Reed is almost carried off by a hellhound. But moments after being grabbed in Reed's possible di disappearance about to unfold, he was dropped in front of a tall hooded figure wielding a hammer. But that is where we'll pick up from. Reed, you find yourself on the floor. The hot breath of this hellhound behind you and a tall hooded figure looming down looking at you. 
What do you want to do? Uh, who are you? With that, he removes his hood, and it's a figure a lot like Ashen. He's male in appearance. He's completely clean of any kind of hair on his face and head. Eyes is red as fire, and the golden golden energy rushing through his veins. He looks down at you as he stands at a solid eight and a half foot tall. Why, I don't think that matters, child. Who are you? I appreciate How you. did you end up here? Don't interrupt me. I'll only give you the one warning. Continue. Oh. First of all, I appreciate the child. I haven't been called that for a long, long time. Um, uh, we were sent here to collect a friend of ours who had apparently had passed on. Many people pass on here. And with a snap of his finger, Ashen, who was standing next to you at this point around, just disappears. I'd rather not have my sister intervene where she is not welcome. She may see in the people who arrive in the underworld, but I rule this section of it. Oh, it does raise questions that the living have entered. Your friend. Anyway, let's move on. Your friend, right. Who is your friend? Eli Thalir. Ah, yes, a short little girl who turned up lost and troubled by what happened. Choosing to forget everything that occurred, the ones they loved and cherished, the ones who they considered friends. Choosing to roam this wasteland to atone for their sins. Why torture them with visions of what could have been? But a lie you're looking for. A lie and Lauren and we'll be out of here. The dead don't simply leave our realm. They stay here until they're dead once again. And then they move on to the realm of sleep as all mortals do eventually. Right. Your time here is short. I do not wish for you to stay, and nor shall I allow it. My sister might try to help you, but I can assure you I will not do the same. So, we don't want to stay here. You don't want us here? That's fine. But... If you... We, we, we need them, so... Can we negotiate something here? No. And as he says that, he'll just throw his hammer down onto the ground, which causes the area you're standing in 
within like a hundred foot sphere to just crack and the second that this massive crack appears the ground just crumbles beneath as you ran and um scout to start to descend into the deep dark as you fall you it's almost like you're being pushed by magic as you're unable to even move or speak or scream you just fall and after maybe 30 seconds you both hit the ground hard i need constitution saves from both of you please yes reed can i cast featherfall i'm afraid not it feels like a magic force is just pushing you downwards okay okay what's what's what save is it a constitution you say yes from the pair of you please scout is fine as he can be killed this is 16 all in 25 <laughs> both passes oh, so you so you both take 12 points of bludgeoning damage as the two of you hit the ground you your body feels achy sore you have bits of stone sticking into your skin and fur as you stand up and find yourself in some kind of pit lava all around small cracks in the ground where it spews Stingran is remembering pit like this he is making what's his face into boiled egg man or actually he do that to himself you don't remember boiled egg man I try to forget him you know what Reed has best idea let us forget Indeed. <laughs> he looked like fun with no eyebrows. <laughs> you okay, Ran? That was quite the fool. Yes, yes. Yeah. Ran is getting old, but Ran is not creaky yet. That's good. That's could be worse. Ran could be diagnosed with smelly. Yes. Yes. Thing is, though, do we have... Can we see anything down here? Uh, mainly perception checks if you want to survey the area. Yes, I do. Wouldn't worry too much. I'm sure if we do something wrong, big dickhead from earlier will be like, No, this is not what I demand of you. And I will be like, Go away, big dickhead. We do not like. And he will say, No, I want to throw a small friend at a wall. Because he is big dick. Nine plus six, fifteen. Okay. Um, you look round. You find yourself in a circular pit. Large rocks spattered all around. Probably because of the ground that caved in. And then way up about 150 foot above you, you can see the surface from the area that you fell into. Um in the distance right in front of you to the northern side of this circular pit there is a large cave completely cut off by darkness Ooh, ominous ran yes it's, it's been a while since i since i asked you this but does your wiggle sniffer still work 
Rohan takes a big sniff. Uh, there is... A, you can smell a lot of burning. That's probably the lava around you that constitutes to that smell. But there's something quite pungent in the cave. Sweaty, burny, smoldering hairs. Burn smelling burning and armpits and burning armpits. Uh, a bit like when we are on ship and Bip not wash his feet. Oh, oh, thanks for that image. You don't remember that smell? Again, trying to forget. <laughs> ah, you missed it's really. A bit like, like when crewmates is this. having diarrhea. <laughs> Ran! <laughs> Ran, Quindon's got to stop teaching you new words. Ran is knowing many words. Ran is intelligence now. We, I'm, a, I'm fully aware of, of how clever you are, but sometimes. No. <laughs> Reed is like looking around as if he's as if he's trying to find someone to actually back him up. It's not going to happen. Scout just looks at you. Puts Reed on her shoulder and starts walking towards the cave. As, as you start heading towards yeah. the cave, Scout trotting behind you a bit like a horse. Maybe it's just because the ground's a bit too hot to enjoy having your feet on maybe it's just because despite all the danger he's enjoying himself you miss coming with crew really even when everything was smelly Brand misses crew and being on sea it's it's nice having like three wives and good job but Ren misses being on boat and having to share room with Picasso and Bill I... yeah. I, sometimes I do miss those old days, Ran. But... I'm a dad now, and... trip is very much a handful. And yet you're having another. Yeah... Yeah, I am. That was a... That was... That was news that we heard. Not entirely sure she's gonna forgive me for that one. It is what it is. Mm, well, yes, well, making baby come out is very much painful. Ran can tell you that much. I will take your word for it, Ran. I'm never going to have the pleasure, thankfully for me. You will have to find wife, big stick to bite. That is why nulls do it. Is it? I mean, usually when you bite on something like that, it's because you are in so much pain, it's unbearable. It's not that yes. bad, surely. Um, what is best way your own can put this? This description is courtesy of a woman I work with. It is like trying to shit out watermelon for front ball. <laughs> Inspiration. Reed looks down at his own, and then looks up, down, down again, and looks up and says, "Even for a halfling." Oh, yes, you realize that when sometimes when is pushing out baby, 
What all can rip and make one beak hole? Uh, it can damage spines. Innards can fall out. It may be very dangerous, you know. Quinton has lots of textbooks where he should read them. Read hides. Read hides in Ran's main because Ran <laughs> picked him up a few minutes ago. <laughs> Ran educates Reed on the dangers of childbirth. <laughs> he does not want to know about the details of childbirth. <laughs> Other places oh, yeah, like, could go, but this is not one of them. I read recently um, like a comprehensive list of potential outcomes, and Jesus Christ on a fucking cracker, I have never been more grateful that I cannot make sure. I was reading it and I was like, hmm. It's the sort of thing where you can feel your brain and energy make the window shut down noise. Beep, 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 beep. I thought that was Alex yelling at me to stop talking about the dangers of childbirth is rap. Well, that's just me setting the scene, as I'm about to explain. As you guys walk into this cave and head down the stairs. Reed, you can't see jack shit. Ran, it's dim, but you can see well enough. You walk through the cave and down the stairs, the smell of burning getting stronger. As you enter this next chamber, the it's a dark room cave with lava around you and a massive fire pit in the middle. But as you walk in, you hear a snap noise. Looking behind you, a massive gate flies down, slamming shut and blocking off the area you just came from. Ah, Joyce. Well, this isn't going to go badly at all, is it? As Reed says that, because... That, that's just like the perfect Banjo-Kazooie moment. How wrong could this go? And as Reed says that, there is a massive... <laughs> the fire the from the fire in the center of this battleground it shakes as this huge creature in molten rock armor steps out of it pulling the sword out of the fire with him this guy stands at a solid 18 foot tall with this massive iron sword blazing with fire is How tall? 18 feet. As this fire giant steps out of this pit of fire and roars at the pair of you, making the area around you shake. I'm going to need you both to roll for initiative, please. Oh, is it good? Um... Love that picture. Fire just looks so sad. <laughs> twenty-three all in for initiative, by the way. Okay. You're twenty-three, Ran? Sorry, Obviously I'm Scout like shows your initiative. Six... I'm like juggling six sheets on my phone at the moment, give me a minute. Cause I've managed to find every one of Ran's sheets. But this one, so I'm using a photo you took of it. Like shit. So that's a 28. 19 plus oh. 9. Yes, I'm fast. Scout. And just for your guys' knowledge, the giant got a natural 1. 
I mean, he's good to go. Initiative. Okay, right. So for reference, um, the white dots is where you guys are. The gate is just closed behind you. So Ran, with with Scout to your left and Reed on your shoulder, the fire giant about thirty feet from you, standing by the flaming pit. What would you like to do? Is you are first in the initiative order? Ran make big angry. Rage. Oh, as you let out a roar. Read the primal energy that you've seen Ran summon before, that you've not seen in a while, comes again. The symbols on Ran's shoulders and stomach lights up with a cyan blue energy. Lightning comes off her teeth like drool, and just her eyes go completely cyan with a luminous glow. You are in Actually, your version Rand's of Ran's roar is way cooler. Ran's roar is way cooler than this guy. Ran lets out a massive combination of a roar and a howl, which, as the primal energy, like, vibrates and glows brighter with the roar, the room shakes. You I would like to voices. use my free object interaction to put Reed on the floor. With that, you just pick up Reed, whoop, as Reed sort of dangles for a second as you place him down. Reed, you feel static as your hair sticks up slightly as Ran's hand leaves you. Can I... Oh, this has already been rolled, I can't do it, don't I? I'm afraid it's not your turn yet. Yep, so don't worry about it. Ran would like to go and do strong bunks with the Might of Tassilus. Okay. Ran, you call your weapon. Are you using your new weapon or are you the, the OG? Uh, the OG for a minute. Ran, you draw your massive hammer in charge at this creature. You will reach him within your distance. So, roll me some hits, please. Well, the thing is, if the stats you've given me on this sheet are correct, that's a fucking 29's a hit. That hits. Ran is attempting to take out one of this giant's kneecaps. <laughs> Right, that's 3d12 plus 9. I know, I can roll multiple of these at, these at once. And 3d12 is for your um, new weapon. Oh, then I'm using the new one, I guess. I'm just using what's on the sheet. I will send you your new weapon quickly again. Just because it was a bit too much in my size writing to fit on the sheet. I've got to sort out all my screenshots of things. That's where I keep a lot of my weapon information. I'll tell you what, for the last day of EGX and ever since we got home, I can't fucking stop sneezing. But it's always like those really fierce sneezes that actually hurt. Yeah. Thundering Great Axe of Teslas, it is called. Because we don't really love a gargantuan, overcomplicated name. Make it sound like a Yu-Gi-Oh card. This gives my Rand 3,000 more attack points. Right, new weapon, new weapon. 
my my dice keeps trying to roll d hundreds. It's not that strong, my guys. Well, that's a little disappointing, but it is what it is. Plus nine. That's that's twenty six for the first hit. And Rand would like on the backswing. Rand wants to still attempt to take out his kneecap. Oh, to hit again. That's still a fucking high roll. That is a fourteen, but it is also plus a fourteen, so that is a twenty-eight. Well, yeah, that hits. <laughs> Just about. is 25 on this turn. Ran, as you as you place down Reed, Reed, you see Ran draw her absolutely gargantuan axe, which is nearly the size of her. Is it ch- seems to all but charge lightning, pulling pulling air around it in smoke and seeming to turn it into lightning as she strikes this giant on the knee it almost rocks to the side making the ground shake as she goes in for a second swing on the other end cracking the armor on its leg as it looks down and lets out a roar ran roars back at the creature is there anything else you wish to do on your turn Not this turn, no. Okay. Uh, Scout obviously has an action if you want Scout to do anything. Scout goes in for a bite. Okay, roll for Scout then. As you know, Scout cannot die. He he doesn't do much damage, but he can die. Oh, bless him. He got a crit 20. He's trying so hard. As he runs up, as he runs up, he lets out a bite. His teeth shatter, but because of what he is, they just seem to grow back instantly. Uh, Roll some damage, please. Yeah, what's Scout plus bite dice? Let me check. I don't think it's a lot. No. It's a four or a six, I think. 2d6 plus 3. Oh. So that's 3, 6. Well, 9 then. Because he got two threes. You know, then Scout does this after his teeth regenerate immediately. Looks around like, I do good. He, he just looks at you, tail wagging despite the 18 foot giant in front of him but read the camera the camera pans back to you as you stare down this creature that's easily 14 foot taller than you what do you want to do is that me yeah sorry was it yeah 
go. You're up. Right, okay. 30, um, feet, 30 feet in front of you, this giant in molten armor that stands at least 14 foot taller than you stares okay. down at Ran. What do you want to do? Is this a... Okay. Um, I can see it. It's 30 feet away from me, you say? Yes. Okay. I'd like to cast... Um, at this point, I'd like to cast Blindness and Deafness on it. Okay, so what does it have to do? And explain to us what Blindness and Deafness does. It's a con save. Uh, I blind or deafen a foe, choose one creature I can see in range, make a constitution thing for if it fails. It is either blinded or deafened, my choice, for the duration, and at the end of, its of each of its turns, it can make a constitution saving throw on its success, on success, the spell will end. Okay, I will roll it a con save. I will warn you, it's a giant, so con is a giant's near enough best stat. So is we'll it, see. It's fine. It's fine. It's right. It got an 11 plus 11. So that is a 22 all in, I'm okay. afraid. Well, I didn't work. No. Um, at the, I would like to use my bonus action then to uh, cast Spiritual Weapon. I'm afraid that is two leveled spells. So you wouldn't be able to do two leveled spells in one turn. You could use your bonus action to cast a cantrip. But, but if it's, it's too it's a, it's a bonus action, Alex. Yes, but you can't cast two leveled spells in one turn. You can cast a leveled spell and a cantrip, but you wouldn't be able to cast two leveled spells in one turn, Matt. So how does that work, then, if it's labelled as a bonus action? He's right, but I'd forgotten that fact. Because yeah, he could either use his action to cast a spell and a bonus action to cast a cantrip, or a bonus action to cast a spell and an action to cast a cantrip. They don't make the rules. Wizards of the Coast do. Hmm. Then on my bonus action, I will... Um use this opportunity to dash backwards. Frank Moon walks away. Uh, you have about five foot of space behind you, as you would be at the gate then. Back and farther farther need to, and I will use because um, I can't go past him, so I've got back and farther can of it, yeah. Okay. It is the fire giant's turn, and well, he doesn't. Obviously, Alex might know how um, scout works, but obviously, the fire giant doesn't. So, the fire giant will make his first attack against scout. That is definitely a hit. He just looks down at Scout and steps on him, and, and there's just a pop as Scout is flattened, but then pops up three foot next to you and just smiles as he regenerates, confusing the giant. And then the giant will take a swing at you with his arm, Ran. 
giant can go fuck stuff. Uh, that is a 22 to hit. Um, no, he's missing. Vern's AC is 96. I'm afraid that's not quite a Six. No, it is. You can ask anyone. 16 plus 8. You take 24 points of bludgeoning, which is halved to 12. And you take 8 points of fire damage. Giants can suck runs not. As after stepping on scout and scout appearing you just sort of like laugh at the giant for a second in its confusion his scout remains completely unharmed is he will just smash you on the head with his massive hand the primal energy all but protecting you turning the brain damage into just a nasty punch in the head okay that will end his no turn brain damage for run uh, Ran, it is yours and Scout's turn again. Hmm. You're not typically a generous DM, so I don't think I can ask that. Ask? You never know. Did he bend down to, at all to smack Ran over the head? Because his arms aren't that long compared to Ran's height. Ran would barely be up to his kneecaps. I'd say he'd bend down a little bit. Yeah. Alright. Ollie's on his way up. I want to take a swing for his head. Alright, you can... Yeah, we can class it as an opportunity attack. Okay. Uh, that's a 12 plus 14, 26. 26 is a hit. I get nay-nayed, fucker. 22 plus... 9. 31. 31. Nice. He has a mild headache. As it just clings off his helmet. Right. Maybe don't it's... step on Scout, you bitch face. Right, it's your turn again as we are at the top of the round. Ron just casually says, get nae-nae. <laughs> Ron is not sure what the nae is, but this, it sounds funny. I feel like I'm fucking cheating at this point. Because <laughs> uh, that Have is a, a 32 to hit. Okay, for context... Ran has about a giant strength, which she got in the year after the prologue. So her strength is currently 29. Yes, so Carrie's not cheating. She just has a ridiculous modifier. Because that's plus nine. I might actually have Ran's sheet. <laughs> I had a sheet here this entire time. Yeah, and so she has a 29, and while her the Great Axe has no bonuses to attack rolls of damage, 
it does roll 3d12 plus her strength. So that is the reason for the high damage and the high rolls. So I just wanted to clear well, that Apparently on this turn, Ran is determined to give this guy a fucking broken kneecap because that is 39 points of damage on the there first swing. Well, Alex, of course. Pardon, Matt? There's another reason, of course, as well. It's because Ran is boss. That just rolled awesome. another fucking. Just rolled another fucking 18 to hit. Okay. I'm not used to this. Roll damage. Because you normally play this... frail casters, they don't have the strength. I will not have you slandering my best boy in such a fashion. Never, Although we have agreed, slandered. I have been yelled at many times, Varian is tanky for a warlock. Would what? If your characters were forced into a battle royale and had to kill each other, who would outstrength everyone in your group of the characters? Only one that, the only one that would have half a chance is San. That's because Cleric Paladin is ridiculous. But even then, it, it would have to be very, very lucky. Yeah. Ran, Ran's strength was through the roof at this point, and I'm all for it. Anyway, that's 32 on the downswing. You just smash into his kneecaps again as he lifts himself up. The kneecap exposing flesh and fire is underneath his armor he seems to just have flames coming out of it hmm. still kneecaps then I'd like to use my movement to move around the back of him oh, yep yeah, you can do you will be edging quite close to the fire so just keep that in mind alright breathe now also, does this count as flanking for Reed? If he was if he to close. close a distance, yeah. There we go. Friends, teamwork. Ow, I just punched myself in the chest. <laughs> but that is all for Ren. Now it is time for a scout. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure why I'm still doing voice for this. Scout is doing big miss to make up for his big hit last time. He steps forward and his jaws go, no, on nothing. Scout got a one. Aw, he, he's he doing just, his best. He, he, he bites, but his teeth, once again, they just shatter. And as soon as they grow back, he just stands there like, I do good again? Say, yes. like, I'm helping. He is the epitome of that. Look at me, I'm helping. Is the is the epitome of the um, hyena from um, the Lion King, the Ed. Um, Ed? That's it. As the camera pans back to Reed, um, Reed, as you step up next to the um, railing. Uh, there's a figure standing right behind you that wasn't there just seconds ago. As mm -hmm. you look behind you, Pontrus is there. As he sees you, long to read, long time no see. Having fun? 
As you say that, he seems to almost phase as he'll walk through the gate to stand next to you. I was spectating, but given that you're here and I overheard conversation outside, I have an idea. Oh, your weapons will be kind of useless, so try this for size. And he, from a bag of holding on his left pocket, he'll pull out some kind of rifle and offer it to you. I will take the rifle. As you take the rifle, the magic seems to pass through it and into your body is you learn the skills to use the Hellforged Railgun. I will send you the details of the Hellforged Railgun. Okay, because I actually had a plan. Okay. I mean, you can still use your plan. I'm just giving you a magic weapon. I appreciate appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah. Do, Do with this as you will. We okay. will keep it secret of how it actually works for now. And I will I can sell it let later. The crew know later. Yeah, I will let them know how it works later. Yes, I will sell it. I will sell it at a shop later on because I that's what I always do with my weapons. Who <laughs> so says you're going to take it with you? Oh, I will. Uh, right, so first thing I'm going to do... What was that? What the hell is that? You're chatting somewhere. No, all gone. Okay. Um, first thing I do is I'm going to use. Um, I'm going to use my action surge first of all to give myself an extra action. Okay. Because that's a smart thing to do. I am also going to now use uh, my channel divinity to invoke duplicity. Oh, okay. Which, um, as an action, um, creates an illusion of myself that lasts for a minute or until I lose my concentration, as if it was a spell. The illusion appears anywhere I want within 30 feet of me. I'm going to say it literally phases out of me, just for effect. Um, and it must remain within 120 feet of me. And I can fight and cast spells as the illusion. Um, and when I'm, and when both of us are in five feet of a creature that can see it, I have advantage on all attack rolls against that creature as well. Right. Okay. So as to, so as that happens, I'll then I'll, I'll let you go. So actually, no, you go first. Okay. So it it mer- it phases out of me, and. The duplicate I'm going to send forward to um, towards the fire giant. Okay. Using As... using my bonus action, which I have to use to send it. Reed just ran between the fire giant's legs. You just see, like it was in the office. Reed just sort of splits in half. As a second read with a fat ass grin on his face runs towards the giant. 
the other reed staying at the gate. And at this point, you do see Vantra standing next to the reed by the gate. But reed, you start making your way over there. Yeah, so... Or your duplicate does, anyway. So the re-duplicate um, makes his way <laughs> over... To, I'm so proud of that name. Uh, makes his way over to the, uh, to, to the fire giant and... Um, with illusion, so it takes no damage. Um, so it will start to climb the giant. The giant. Okay, yep. It starts to climb the giant. I will say... Um, the part which ran smacked can is that part still lookinable or not? Yeah, you can see it from where you are. Okay, well, the duplicate is going to basically put himself through it, and then he's going to cast create water. Um, so he's going to use create water on the leg. Yeah. Okay, if you want to do that, you can do. I mean, if it doesn't work, it'll work sort of thing. So, yeah. So, that just happens, I think. Yeah. And uh, the reduplet fires water, which does evaporate because of the heat. Mm. And the giant just looks down at the reed, confused, as the duplicate looks, as the reduplicate looks back at you and all but saying in its head, I do good. <laughs> <laughs> Effectively, yes. Um, um, and Scout goes, ooh, someone with equal intelligence. In fact, I am probably more intelligent, aren't I, Ran? Yes, Scout, you are always more intelligent. I just okay. like this, all told me a party and their dumbass companions. <laughs> it's like that Family Guy episode where Stewie creates slightly less intelligent <laughs> clones. Yes. Yes, it is. Like that literally went through my head. Brain, I sharpened a pencil in my bum and now I need a band-aid. <laughs> Okay. Just for context, Ran's not attached to it, no? Uh, no, no Ran is Ran behind is it. stood behind it, though. Okay, that's fine. It's You're behind, behind it. you. Behind you, it's fine. Um, because now I'm going to use my action surge action. If that's okay, if you, okay. Alex, I cast level four Witch Bolt. Okay. When in doubt, Witch Bolt out. Roll to hit, please. Natural twenty. That actually really hurt my my elbow. <laughs> For context, Matt's Matt fractured his arm. <laughs> oh crack, 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 crack. The day before EGX too. Yeah, that was. Uh, so yeah, that is uh, not really matters, my bit. It's also plus six. Um, okay, so this is. 4d12 doubled? Yeah, 4d12 doubled. I'm guessing it is a hit, but I'm, a, I'm assuming a lot here. So. Yeah, that hits. He's a high AC creature because of his armor, but that is a hit. Seventy-eight lightning damage. Oh shit! Ran, you watch Reed as a little bit of lightning fizzles, and it's like, ah, great, he's going for Witchbot again. Before it, his magic seems to blare out and overcharge it, and this massive lightning bolt 
of red energy shoots out, smashing this creature in the face. His helmet just completely obliterates, showing this fiery skull and melted zombie-like face as the helmet breaks to pieces and crumbles onto the ground. That hurts him a lot. And Reed, you just look down at your hands. Your, your magic has flared before, but never to that degree. You even get like a, a whistle of like impressed enthusiasm from Vantras, who stands next to you. <sighs> this can lose my turn, by the way. Okay. My bonus action, I use. I have to use to move the uh, the duplicate. So that is fine. Oh, getting cold in here. I will add Vantress into the initiative, but he won't take an action this turn, as his action was giving you, speaking to you and giving you the weapon. So it is the fire giant's turn. Oh joy! The, fu- the fire giant looking pissed in seeing you and your this new accomplice in the room will start to make its way over to you. Um, Ran, you do get an opportunity attack if you wish to take it. Ran got a crit twenty. <laughs> No. What is it with you two? Well, I'm gonna have to call this episode. Together. I'm just gonna have to call this episode Natural Twenty. So that's forty-one damage. Ran yeah, gets him Rand. on the butt. Ran takes him Rand. from behind to use the DM's description <laughs> and the real-life D&D. Ran, you. As the giant starts to walk away from you, you take him from behind and take your long metal pole and rather than ramming it up his ass, you smash him in the ass, eggy, with your massive axe. The armor shatters, revealing some rather round cheeks. Damn, he's thick! As the thick giant continues to walk away from you. His oh, ass this cle- guy think with four C's. His ass cheeks clapping as he walks away from you now. What do we call this episode? Ass cheeks clapping or natural 20? Dummy Yours thick. Buddy. <laughs> yeah, we could call this episode dummy thick. I was joking, but go for it. Hey, Reed. <laughs> this guy has ass cheeks like big boulders. They go ba-dum ba-dum when he walks. Yes. Ran finds this guy's ass hilarious. A move. It's, it's funny, it's giggle. You have a small giggle, <laughs> and then you realize the giant is walking up to you as he sets down his sword and his like body seems starts to flare up as fire builds in his mouth, and you realize he's about to breathe fire is a massive 60-foot cone shoots out from him. And I'm going to need a deck save from you, and I'll do one for Vantress. Is this the sort of situation where you can use Uncanny Dodge? No, uh, afraid not. That is for attack rolls. Okay. I'm learning. 
is a pass on Vantress's end. And what is that for Reed? So what, what is the save for? Which save? A deck save, please. Uh, you asking? You asking the the road make a deck save? Yeah. I wasn't tempted to fate and start to rolled it. Haha. <laughs> okay. Nineteen uh, so plus that... eleven for context, guys. So that is half. So both of you, because you're only six levels in rogue since the thing, so you still take half damage because you no longer have evasion. Correct. Yes. So you, so you and Vantress both take twenty-six points of fire damage. Not pleasant, but okay. The giant, angered and injured, walks over to the side next to him. A large rock-like structure sticking out of the ground. He will put his hand on it and rips out a sh massive shield from it. The rock structure crumbling. And as he takes a shield, that does increase his AC to what his type of giant should have. So with the AC increase, that ends his turn, and it comes back to Ran. Ran, he is about 15 foot in front of you. Those ass cheeks clapping, new shield in his hand. What do you want to do? Ran's going to come up and slap his ass like a bongo drum with her weapon. Ran, you charge. Lightning, lightning charging oh. as you fuck him in the ass and he lets out a flaming fart. Roll to hit. That is 31. 30, 31 hits on him. <laughs> yes. Ron give his ass a bit of a... <laughs> as she got up to him. And this is 25 damage on his left bum cheek. <laughs> 25, nice. <laughs> Ron finds human asses funny, okay. She's like, why is there so much, like, pop right at the top of legs? It seems inconvenient. <laughs> Reed picks in his head, like... I wasn't complaining. <laughs> but then it's also like, going toilet must be messy because there is flesh in way. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Alex's campaign is 90% characters just talking about shitting. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, <God. laughs> ah, this may not hit. This is less this time. It is twenty-seven. Twenty-seven hits. <laughs> One moment. Let me do a reading, please. Hehe, <laughs> reading. More like running, surely. Uh -huh. This is 20 damage on other ass cheeks. Both ass cheeks have big slap mark on them now. I would like to use my free object interaction to, like, hoink Scout up in the air so he can bite the ass cheeks too. Yeah. Scout can roll a hit if he wants. 
That's blasting damage. Scout does not bite the ass cheeks. He's just too happy that he's been thrown up in the air. So he doesn't go for the bite, he's just happy. Well, he rolled a two, so I don't think he's biting any cheeks. No, nope, he... That's where all my bad rolls are going. He goes to bite, but he ends up getting fired on. Yeah, the image. Oh. Okay, fucker, this going up your ass next time. Do not fart <laughs> on my scout. Again, phrasing. Farts up a crop dusting people on the tube. <laughs> Reese, it's your turn. Okay, I'm gonna carve mirror image. Okay. There's lots of reads. Make three copies of me, in addition to the one that's already out there, so there's now five of us. <laughs> I thought they were banned. I just realised that at the bar, I thought they were banned now. Um, so... Reading the four idiots. Yeah. The one that's hanging off the front, though, is of the giant, is the one that's actually moved of its own will. The other, the other three move with me. Yep. So, I'll leave my movement to just, like, move around, at, uh, move as far as I can. My bonus action, I'm going to use, um, because I do believe... How close is Ran? Uh, Ran's within five feet of him, behind him. Then I'm going to use the illusion, I'm going to use the reduplicates to um, use... Um, the, I asked the DM a question here. Given I made an exact copy of myself, does mm -hmm. that have everything that my character has in terms uh, of it, equipment in terms of equipment no but he has the spells and stuff that you have right okay cool um mm. yeah i can't use that as well as that so right okay Okay, so mirror image was my main spell. Um, now, does the reduplicate count towards my spells I've cast or not? Yes, you cast your spell through your duplicate, so yes, it would be. So I can't cast and I can't cast that one, another spell with him anyway. Um, you so could cast a spell if it's a bonus action. Oh. If it's a cantrip and a bonus action, because you used your action to cast Mirror Image. Okay, well, he uses... He uses all of his... all of his... spells, I pretty much... things like that, I've got no weapons, so... I'm gonna have to... Or fire-based, which is not gonna help against a fire giant. I'm not that stupid not know what a fire giant is. Uh, oh! Can I use um, a can? You say I can use a cantrip, though, yeah. As long as it's a bonus action, because you used your action to cast mirror image. Um, let me just quickly check. Da, 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 da. Uh, yeah, 
thing where else I got for the No, I I can't do any of that. So add up so no I can't do that, so that could be my turn. Okay, let me just get up Van's Vantress's sheet. I reserve my right to use my reaction for, for, for Uncanny Dodge. Okay, so Vantress, drawing his great sword, is going to run up and take some swings at it. He's only changed slightly since his big bad end guy days of when you fought him, so he does make forced swings. Uh, uh, three of them hit, one is a miss. So, the first hit, he takes 14 slashing. Second hit, uh, 19 slashing. Third hit. Twenty-four slashing, and then he is going to use a psionic energy die to do a psionic strike. So that is twenty psychic damage. The guy needs to also make a strength save, which he passes. So that's another six. He will just look at you, Ran, and for a moment as he takes these strikes and cracking the armor, and just not, not seeming. Like, he's almost studying you for a moment before he takes a step back in, swings his sword into a defensive stance, and that will end his turn. The giant is going to make its way over to Reed, so that gives Ran and Ventress opportunity attacks once again as you close the distance. Okay. That's a natural 20 from Ventress. And he'll put a Scion dice into that. So that... Uh, that, you don't get an opportunity attack read because he's closing the distance to you. It's 32. 32, nice. So that is... For Vantress, that is... 21 slashing and 14 psychic and how much damage is that for you Ren? I'm actually tempted to start fucking toning down the amount of damage I do mm, don't worry about it this is a big bastard he needs to have some heavy hitters against him 
Well, I suppose I have 29 strength for a reason. Anyway, that's 39 damage. Nice. Also, I keep forgetting to add my rage damage every turn, so just, like, contribute that to my toning down my damage. Right. In his frenzied state, he gets three strikes against you, Reed. Uh, do you know how um, mirror image works in regards of being hit? Yes, they have a, they have AC equivalent to ten plus my dexterity modifier. Um, yes, but also when it comes to mirror image, if the creature hits you. You also have to roll a dice. If you roll under the required number, you're hit instead of the duplicate. So for the first dupe, the first duplicate, if you get hit, the first duplicate you have to roll a six or higher. If you don't hit that margin, then you get you take the hit instead of the duplicate. For the next duplicate, it's eight. For the final duplicate, it's eleven. Okay, so hit number hang on, one. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, this that's is why you need to read your spells. No, 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 that's it. Um, you need to determine if it's attacking me or, or one of the duplicates first. No, it, it, it says if you attack, da, 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 each creature attack. Yeah, that's why you got to roll to determine whether it's hitting the duplicate or not. So I've got to roll it. I thought you were rolling it, sorry. Because, I mean, if the giant was intelligent enough and the rules didn't matter, I'd just make him do a wide swing to hit all of them. But I'm following the rules. That is a natural 20, so let's hope you roll a 6 or higher. Everyone gets a natural 20 in this session, apparently. Okay, for just, for just so you know. I rolled a seven, so it's higher, so it hits a, it hits a duplicate. Oh, you lucky bastard. Otherwise, you would have taken... Otherwise, you would have taken 24 bludgeoning plus seven... No, 24 plus 8 plus 10 fire. Okay, so, so... that duplicate is destroyed as his sword swings down and one of your duplicates just pop out of existence. He swings again by... He swings his foot at you, trying to hit you again. Um, that is going to be a 26 to hit. So roll again. You need an 8 or higher. Okay. Okay, just so you know for the AC, just so you know for, for future, uh, it's AC is 16. So. Okay. Okay, that is a 16 on the die. Okay, another Duke look is gone. Uh, now his third swing. Fucking hell. That's another natural 20. So. Roll 11 or higher, please. Otherwise, he hits you. I'm not joking, that's an 11. Okay. 
the final duplicate is destroyed as you manage to leap out of the way as his fist comes down, striking the ground and popping your final duplicate. He looks at you with vicious anger in his eyes. As he tried to hit you, would have hit you with a double crit, but missed every hit because he this, hit your duplicates. This is why Angle. I'm being more careful with my spell casting nowadays. You're in hell. Things want to kill you here. But that ends... Oh, before I forget, I need to roll a d6 to see if he gets his breath weapon back. Which he does. But okay, that is the end of his turn. So, Ran, you're up next. You're ten foot behind him. And over to your left, about five feet away from you, is Vantress, who also seems to take a stance to prepare to swing at this giant again. But you and Scout are up first. Let's see. Don't fix what is not being broken. And I have shut my dice roller like a genius. Come back. Yes. To hit, that is a 28. It's a hit. I only start panicking when you say, no, that is not hit. Then I go, ah, shit. That is 25. As Ren attempts to take out his, uh, Ren is trying to remember bonds. Eh, can't remember, so let's say other kneecap. You smack him in the back of the other kneecap as he almost stumbles for a moment, his breathing getting heavier and blood actually coming out of these wounds now. He's looking quite hurt. So next, Rand pauses for a second before doing a down swing. It's like, hmm. Rand would like to aim for spine above butt. Okay, roll to hit. He's 29. Rand already rocked before asking. That's a hit. That is 29. No more sitting down for you, fucker. Oh wait, sitting yeah, is a... all you'll be able to do after this. What a shame. As a crack is the axe penetrates the armor, sending cracks at the back of the armor. Yeah, he is looking hurt. And now it's Scout's turn. I would like once more to use my free object interaction to yeet Scout up to try and bite at him. With a yeet, Scout goes for a bite. Roll to hit, please. Scout got an 18. That is a miss, I'm afraid. I don't know what he Scout's just... modifier is. Uh, his... It's not on my finger anymore. I sent you a um, copy of the giant hyena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not sure whether that's high enough with his shield in hand as that does give him quite a bump in AC. It's that would make it a twenty-one. Yeah, that's a miss. By my reckoning. Scout is now essentially completely useless in this combat. He he flies forward and grip bites down on his ass, but the giant seems so enraged that he just seems to ignore the giant hyena in his ass cheeks. 
He just sort of latches on like he's trying to hold a frisbee and the owner won't let go. Imagining Scout doing that. <laughs> trying to rip a chunk of astrophy, Kate. Yep, Reed, it's your turn. The giant's hey. about five feet. You can see um, Scout dangling right between his legs as he grips onto the bottom of this giant's ass cheek. Scout pretending to be a nut, sir. Okay, cool. Um, um, thinking quickly, quickly, quickly thinking. Um, um, how close is Ran? Uh, Ran, everyone's within five feet at this point. Excellent, lovely, right. I need to check one thing in my notes. One second, make sure I got this right. Also, because I'm behind him, I'm pretty sure that also counts as flanking as well. Yeah, that would do. Re so, Reed, you're in front of him. Ran's behind him. Vantras is off to his left-hand side. All within five feet of each other. So he is pretty flanked. Right, I'm going to... Um... That thing you've given me, that's a ranged weapon, isn't it? Yes. If I can't use it at this short range. I'll let it off for this one combat encounter, just because it's your new toy. No, so this okay. one combat encounter will ignore the range requirement. No, no, you, no, you're, no you're all good. I'm trying to, I want to get you into the habit of doing things right, Alex. Um, okay, I appreciate that. Okay. Um... You can still use it, you just roll your hit at disadvantage. No. Um, right, I'm going to... Um... See, well, everyone in five feet, so, I, so that would be... That would be stupid to use that, Matt. Absolutely stupid to use that. You're going to. I'm going to replicate what one of Reed's um, moves from the Autorvin campaign and uh, cast Misty Step. Okay. Are you going behind or past the gate? Above. Above, okay. Oh, this is gonna hurt. Can I retract that a second, please? If you want to. Thank we haven't you. confirmed it, so if you want Thank to you. relocate, you can do. Okay, as I was, please. I'd like to throw my rapier of Misty Force to the red reduplicate, which is still hanging from the front. Of this fire giant. Yeah. He is only on the kneecap. So, yeah. But, yep, that will he, reach. He is then going to cast Misty Step. Okay. So he goes above the, the giant and then will fall, rape you first, into the skull. Okay. Roll to hit, please. You know, I'm going to ask. 
Actually, no. His AC is quite high at the moment because. And I'm going to say. Mode. And I'm going to use sneak attack. If you hit it, you can use sneak attack for sure. Excellent. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> Does it now give it the plus one AC to, <laughs> to the duplicate, which has no AC? I'm not sure. No, um, it doesn't get... It yes, doesn't it does. It can have one AC. Though. One AC, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Okay, so that is uh, for the rapier. Jesus Christ. Okay, that is 22 to hit on the rapier. Because I believe the sneak attack is the damage, isn't it? I'm afraid a 22 is a miss. Unfortunately. You go to plunge your sword in. Am I adding all this one right? Oh, and I'm a plusing one as well from Rapier, so that's 22. I'm afraid that is a miss, unfortunately. Okay. okay. You go to swing in moments before. Yes, Carrie. Does a reed get advantage because the giant's being flanked? No. If you did, you roll with advantage or no? Not no. So okay, you, then roll again, please. Gold dice coming out. That's why I kept bringing up flanking because because the creature's being flanked, it means melee attacks get advantage. Flanking yeah. is a rule. That's I why use. I went behind it in the first place. But that's twenty-seven then. That hits. Do you want to know what his AC is with his shield in full armor? Um, I'm curious now you said that, yes. When, for the first couple rounds, when he didn't have his shield, his AC was 19. Yeah. With his shield, his AC is 26. <sighs> so that just hits. Thanks for flanking, Kerry. I was going to say sorry for butting in on your turn, but that's Thank why you. I kept bringing up flanking. The, the rest... The rest of you on the ground see as the Duke flies down, sword first, and straight through the top of the head into the brain as the creature roars in pain. The duplicate barely hanging on with the sword. Roll me some damage, Reed. I'm doing that now. So that is 3d6 extra damage. So I roll those, and then I've got. Is that. For every person or just with anybody inside it? Because I just thought I'd ask. Uh, uh, so with with what? your armor, you get an extra 3d6 on top, so this is 66 sneak attack damage. With my d8. Thirty-three magical damage. Nice. Read. As you fly as your duplet flies down, jamming the sword into the giant, he lets out an almighty roar, flailing his arms wildly. He throws his sword in his shield. Ran, you duck as the sword flies over your head, and Van does a roll as the shield slap and does a roll as the shield lands where he was. The giant starts to walk back. He gives you one nod, and you give Vantress a nod as you go for the back of his ankle on his right leg. Vantress goes for the ankle on his left as your weapons jam in and he goes flying back and smashes into the ground. The duplicate disappears on the impact as the whole ground shakes and there is a horrid 
crunch as his head hits a rock, twisting it at a nasty angle. And other bits of rock jam through him. One large rock piercing through the center of his chest. As the creature passes on. And we are out of combat. I'm assuming Skag pops up somewhere nearby because he would have been crushed by that. Yeah. Skag just appears next to you and looks up happily. You'll do good, Skag. Skag gets scritchies. Right, is everyone having the same number of limbs as we are starting with? I think so. It wouldn't be so. First of all, Thank you for the assist, but you know we're not friends, right? I'm aware, but fool it intrigued. The creatures here only attack the living. And judging by the creature's rage, you're very much still alive. Yeah, no kidding. Still cocky as always. Absolutely. Who knows? Maybe next time I have a wall of energy to revive an ancient god, I'll jam you into that wall of energy again. After all, I can still see your shoulder. You've still got a bit of a burn from that. So, if you come here to make idle threats, or...? Oh no, I've come to assist, actually. The... The entity you met. Gygus Cosmo. That is the ruler of this realm and brother of Ashen, the god who was helping you locate a lie, as you explained to the other creature. I guess won't want you round here. He'll assume you're dead until you reach the surface. After a few hours, he will detect you again. He might be a bit more lenient, seeing how you were able to survive this encounter. If you're after a lie, once you leave this cave by taking the eastern path, just head north near the volcanoes in the castle to the north end of this area. A lie lives in that village. Before you ask, I have no intention to kill any of you, because, well, let's just say I've passed that point. Killing you doesn't interest me anymore. You'll forgive us if we're not totally trusting of what you say, right? Of course, I tried to kill you and take over the world. Why wouldn't you trust me? (laughs) I love that. But besides... Who knows, maybe we'll need each other's help again. After all, with the assist, you might owe me. But I will make my leave here. Let you talk and do your own thing. As he will start to just walk past you. Oh, and keep the railgun. It's my own design. It's pretty useful. And he will walk off into the cave, leaving the two of you by this pit of fire in the ass bear corpse of this fire giant. 
You know, it has to be said, Ren is not a big fan of that guy. He walks in here and says, maybe you'll thank me for the assist, but we could have beaten it. I think that you were badass, Ren. You've really shown that you have turned into a, into a leader. Yes. Well, Ren has many nulls to take care of now. Just because she enjoys doing it, Ran's going to scoop Reed up onto her shoulder again. Right, let us go. Yes. yes. Scout, stop trying to eat ass cheek. It is not good for you. You will be vomit again. And he vomit is stinky. <laughs> yeah, we'll let go of the ass cheek and look at you. Before following. Honestly, Ran is only ever needing one pup. Scout is like 16 pups in one. We will pause for a moment. Oh. We will pause for a moment just to explain the weapon that Reed got, as I have been explaining every magic item people have been receiving. Reed received a weapon called the Hellforged Railgun. It has a range of 30 to 75 feet. It can fire outside of those lines, but it does roll at disadvantage. It fires a one foot long, a one foot wide beam that's 75 feet long. It has a plus three bonus to attack rolls and a plus three bonus to damage rolls. And deals 2d12 plus your dex in force damage on a hit. However, if you roll a natural 20 with this weapon, it fires three shots instead. It does require a bonus action to reload after every shot and once per day with an action you can launch a 20 foot wide sphere spherical fireball on a hit it deals 15 d8 force damage the creature has to make a dc 20 deck save to take half damage or full damage but that is your new weapon reed i will make use of that for sure so, what do you guys wish to do? Ran, we should probably find a line, get the hell out of here. Yes. Right, let us go. Ran will lead the way, even though she is carrying half the party on her shoulder now. Reed with, um, had got his rapier back in his possession because it is his magical weapon, so he can just summon it like four. Yep. And so it just comes back to his hand. And he like sort of like like spins it on his hand and then points with it. Let's go. First mate ran. And ears twitch. But like in a happy way. And Ran will take off. As you charge off into the distance, Ran. It takes several minutes, but you do eventually leave the cave. You see a vast hellscape of burnt-out ground, lava-spewing, skeletal structures, and hellhounds in the distance sign you up, as you do not have your undead guide with you. They don't come to attack, but they more just size you up from about 40 feet away. In front of you, as Vantris said, to the north, about... 
a mile away, as I'd say Ran's vision is strong enough to see that distance, you do see a village standing by a volcano. And at the top of that volcano is a large castle. Mm. Anything Ran is seeing on this plane kind of screams a lie better than that. But let's go! That yeah, seems that... like a good place to go and sulk and think about everything you've done for a very long time. I wouldn't put it quite that way, but yeah. Hmm. I think you might be onto something. Yeah, but Ryan doesn't really understand the way you all do things. I don't know how humans do things either, to be fair, Ran. Don't forget, I'm not a human. Ran was thinking halflings is like tiny humans. No, completely different. And so you're not like... But Ran was thinking halflings are like humans, but they're small because they condense all the best bits into one person. Well, I appreciate you thinking it that way, but I'm not entirely... Mm. Well, you're not null. Ran knows that much. You're not no, having but... enough hair to be null. No, but I would be proud to be one. Yes, you would. You would be like seven feet tall, just like Ren. And able to rip phone books in half. Ren's not sure what phone books are. Ren is pretty sure they are not invented yet. <laughs> rip Bibles in half. Reed puts. Reed uh, makes sure his holy symbol is hidden because obviously he is part cleric. <laughs> Ren will not eat holy symbol. Scout might. But scout eat anything. Do you know, Ran went outside not too long back and found Scout eating a boot he is stolen from a fisherman. I believe that. I believe that thing is your thing is Scout is quite literally um, a ghost. Mm-hmm. Ran prefers to think of him as Eternal Companion. He got stepped on three times. Oh yes, he's he's good at being stepped on. Not too long back, he decided to jump out of top floor window and broke neck for about three seconds. And then there was time he drowned in harbour. Uh, he was back about three seconds later. He got run over by horse and cart. He is uh, falling off ship. He is being pecked to death by seabirds. Scott has done many stupid things. Oh, and that time he tried to eat acid. It burned his face off. He looked horrifying until he grew a new head. Reed just literally shakes his head as as Ran is walking. <sighs> Why do you always look so horrified when Ran starts talking? Was life better when not... Ran was only knowing like three words? No, it no, that, it just it's a lot to take in. That's all. Eh, Ryan doesn't understand it either. You know who would understand, though? Because he is like big fountain of knowledge. Picasso. Ryan misses Picasso. I miss Picasso too. It's okay, because I have Reed, so Ryan is not alone. Unfortunately for Reed, you are stuck with Ryan. I don't see it being stuck with you, Ryan. Good, because you are going to know the Ren until Ren dies. Which is maybe soon if we don't get to ally quickly. Yes. 
Ron sets off at a quicker pace. You set off at a quicker pace. The hellhounds in the distance always keeping about 50, 60 feet behind you. Not, they don't seem to attack. It's probably because of you, Ran, being such a large entity that they don't want to risk it because when Reed was on the ground, one risked it. But they didn't ever go for you and they don't it's almost like they're eyeing up Reed on your shoulder but they don't go for it because you're there Ranto's trying to stare at them make an intimidation check please I cast bardic inspiration okay. you can you add a whatever d6 or whatever it is d6 you roll okay if you want if you need to 621 yeah, okay. They most of them back off. A few of the braver ones stay back, but the vast majority of them, like twelve of them, all just walk away and give up. There's three pretty stubborn ones, so. Reed probably saw Rad baring her teeth at them. Realizing because of height, Rad's teeth are probably like the size of Reed's hands or something. Hmm. That'd be about right. <laughs> Must. Most of Hellhounds fuck off now. Ryan resumes running. Eventually, you pass a harbour and then into the main city. It's dusty, it's scorched, and it smells like that burning smell that seems to score the air everywhere. It's almost hard to breathe here, is it? Just feels like you're breathing in smog. But you reach this scorched and dark city, and it looks miserable. The city you were in up above, it was quiet, it was peaceful, the birds sang, everyone had a smile on their face. Down here, everyone looks miserable, or like they're sizing you up to attempt to stab you in the back. There are some rough-looking folk down here. Ran chooses not to be intimidated by them, and carries on moving. As you carry on moving, you almost feel this weird connection, like some kind of entity is pulling you off to the left down an alley. It feels friendly. What harm can it do? You make your way through this alley, Reed, you start to feel it as well. And as you get to the end of this alley, that is where we'll end.